Hello and welcome to Bible Believing Bible Studies. My name is Brother Robert Rounds. I'm from KJB Wright Division Radio in Lipa City, Batangas, Philippines. Thank you so very much for taking the time to be with me today uh, to hear this message that uh, I have for you and uh, pray that it's a blessing to you and a help to you and pray that it helps you learn to rightly divide the word of truth. Amen. Alright, so uh, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to teach a little bit on the true word of God. The true word of God. Okay, so please go with me to uh, Psalms chapter 12. Psalms chapter 12 and we will read verses 6 and 7. Psalms chapter 12, verses 6 and 7. Starting in verse 6, the King James Bible says this, The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them, from this generation forever so have you ever noticed that there are hundreds of different versions of the Bible on the market today why is that Today, I want to show you and teach you that even though there are so many different versions of the Bible, there's only one true Bible in English. Alright, so, first off, the words of the Lord are pure words and they're preserved. What does pure mean? Pure means genuine, real, true, not corrupt. What does preserved mean? It means kept safe from destruction, decay, and corruption. So the Bible was written a very, very long time ago. The first books of the Bible were written thousands of years ago. So for thousands of years, the Bible has been copied by hand or printing presses. And God promised to preserve and keep His Word, and He is doing just that. The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation 
forever. Now, Satan has been attacking God's word ever since Genesis 3, verse 1, when he asked Mrs. Adam, Yea, had God said? He said, God did not really say that, did he? You better think about that. And that put doubt in Mrs. Adam's mind about what God really said. And so she added to God's word. She took away from God's word. And she changed God's word. And man has been doing the same thing ever since. Even up to now. Let's look at that. Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2 verses 15 to 17. You will see here the command that God gives to the man. Starting in verse 15 of Genesis chapter 2. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. That's a positive statement. And then verse 17. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof. Thou shalt surely die. That's a negative comment. Negative statement. Okay. So. Now. Go over to Genesis 3. Verse 1. And we'll go. To verse 7. You'll see what happened. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, had God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, Listen to this. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But the fruit of the, of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it lest ye die. So do you see how she takes away from God's word? Uh, she changes God's word. She adds to God's word. And the serpent said unto the woman, verse 4, Ye shall not surely die. So Satan is calling God a liar. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Right? And so Eve, Mrs. Adam, she wanted that knowledge. She wanted to be her own God. And then verse 6, look what, look what happens. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, 
she took, a, took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat and the eyes of them both were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons so she ate and gave to her husband and he did eat as well and he died spiritually that day alright now go to Romans 3 verse 4 Romans 3 verse 4 God forbid yea let God be true but every man a liar as it is written that thou mightest be justified in thy, in thy sayings and mightest overcome when thou art judged now go to Psalm 68 11 The Lord gave the word. Great was the company of those that published it. So, when you start adding to God's word and changing God's word or taking away from God's word... It no longer is God's word, but man's word. All right. The words of the Lord are pure words. All right, so now. When it comes to the, the Bible, there are two lines of Bibles. You have the Antioch line and you have the Alexandrian line of Bibles. And there is a, a little chart there. Alright, so... Um, with with the Antioch line Antioch is in Syria okay and with this Antioch line of Bibles you have the Tyndale Bible of 1525 the Coverdale Bible of 1530 uh, 1525 is Tyndale uh, Coverdale is 1535 the Matthews Bible 1537 the Great Bible 1539 uh, Geneva Bible 1557 Bishop's Bible 1568 and the King James Bible 1611 alright so many ask well if the King James is the true word of God where was the word of God before 1611 well remember that God promised to preserve his word 
right? And so he was preserving his words through these Bibles, you know, and on back. Right? And then the King James. King James was the seventh. Purified seven times. Alright, so let me give you let me give you some facts about Antioch. Antioch was the home of the spirit filled deacon. Look at Acts chapter six. Acts chapter 6 verses 3 to 5. Wherefore brethren look ye out among you seven men of honest report. Full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. Whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. And Philip and Prochorus and Nicanor, and Timon, and Permenus, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. Antioch also sheltered persecuted saints. Acts 11, verse 19. Acts 11, verse 19. Now they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen traveled as far as Phoenice and Cyprus and Antioch, preaching the word to none but unto the Jews only. Also, in Antioch was the first major movement of the Holy Ghost among Gentiles. Acts 11 verses 20 and 21. And some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene, which when they were come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. Also with Antioch, Paul and Barnabas, Paul and Barnabas, Taught the Bible there for a whole year. Acts eleven twenty six. And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch, and it come to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people, and the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. So the disciples also were first called Christians at Antioch. The church at Antioch sent relief to the poor saints of Jerusalem. Acts eleven twenty-seven to 30. And in these days came prophets from Jerusalem unto Antioch. And there stood up one of them named Agabus and signified by the Spirit that there should be great dearth throughout all the world 
which came to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar. Then the disciples, every man according to his ability, determined to send relief unto the brethren which dwelt in Judea, which also they did and sent it to the elders by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. The first missionary journey is sent out from Antioch. Acts 13, verses 1 to 4. Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius and Cyrene and Manian which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them, sent them away. So they, being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed unto Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. All right, now, I want to say a little something about these verses here because a lot say that um, according to these verses it shows that a, a missionary or um, evangelist what, whatever the case may be they must have ascending church or sending pastor but According to these verses, it's not the church that sent Paul and Barnabas. It was the Holy Ghost. You see that in verse 4. So they being sent forth by the Holy Ghost departed unto Seleucia and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. Amen. So also Antioch remained the home base of the early church. Acts 14 verses 29 to 26. Acts 14 verses 19 to 26. And when there came thither certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium who persuaded the people and having stoned Paul drew him out of the city supposing he had been dead howbeit as his disciples stood round about him he rose up and came into the city and the next day he departed from Barnabas or with Barnabas to Derbe and when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught many they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and Antioch confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. When they had ordained them elders in every church and had prayed with fasting, they uh, commended them to the Lord on whom they believed. And after they had passed throughout Pisidia, they came to Pamphylia. And when they had preached the word in Perga, they went down to Italia. 
verse 26, and then sailed to Antioch, from whence they had been recommended to the grace of God for the work which they fulfilled. And Antioch was the location of Paul setting Peter straight on his doctrines. Galatians 2 verses, verse 11. Galatians 2 verse 11. But when Peter was come to Antioch, I withstood him to the, to the face because he was to be blamed. Alright, and now you have the Alexandrian line of Bibles. Alexandria is in Egypt. Alright, and so you have Origins Reversion of 250, Constantine's Bible of 312, Vat uh, Vaticanus and Cyanicanus. Cyanicus. I can't even say it. Sorry about that. Sciaticus. Uh, 325 and 350. Uh, Jerome's Latin Vulgate. 380. Whitecliffe Bible. 1380. Dewey Rhymes Version. 1582. Westcott and Hort. Greek Text. Of 1881. Revised Version. 1881. American Standard Version. 1901. And the list goes on and on and on and on. New King James Bible. All of that. Hundreds of them. And, and with these, with these uh, lines of Bibles, they, they come from that Westcott and Hort corrupted Greek text after 1881 now let me give you some facts of Alexandria and Egypt Egypt was first mentioned in connection with Abraham not, not trusting the Egyptians around his wife Genesis 12 Genesis chapter 12 verses 10 to 13 and there was a famine in the land and Abram went down into Egypt to sojourn there for the famine was grievous in the land and it come to pass when he was come near to enter into Egypt that he saw unto Sarah he said unto Sarah his wife Behold now I know that thou art a fair woman to look upon. Therefore it shall come to pass when the Egyptians see thee. That they shall say this is his wife. And they will kill me. But they will save thee alive. And in verse 13. Say I pray thee thou art my sister. That it may be well with me for thy sake. And my soul shall live because of thee. Also. One of the greatest types of Christ in the Bible, Joseph, 
was sold into Egypt as a slave. Genesis 37 verse 36 And the Midianites sold him into Egypt unto Potiphar an officer of Pharaoh and captain of the guard. Joseph did not want his bones left in Egypt. Genesis 50 verse 25. And Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel saying, God will surely visit you and ye shall carry up my bones from hence. Also, God killed the firstborn of Egypt. Exodus uh, 12, verse 12. Exodus 12, verse 12. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and I will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. God calls Egypt the house of bondage. Exodus 20, verse 2. I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. God also calls Egypt an iron furnace. Deuteronomy 4, verse 20. Deuteronomy 4, verse 20. But the Lord had taken you and brought you forth out of the iron furnace, even out of Egypt. To be unto him a people of inheritance as ye are this day. Also the Jews were forbidden to go to Egypt for help. Jeremiah 42. Jeremiah 42 verses 13 to 19. But if you say, We will not dwell in this land, neither obey the voice of the Lord your God, saying, No, but we will go into the land of Egypt, where we shall see no war, nor hear the sound of the trumpet, nor have hunger of bread, and there will we dwell. And now therefore hear the word of the Lord, ye remnant of Judah. Thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, If ye wholly set your faces to, to enter into Egypt and go to sojourn there, then it shall come to pass that the, the sword which ye feared shall overtake you there in the land of Egypt, and the famine whereof ye were afraid shall follow close after you there in Egypt, and there ye shall die. So shall it be with all men that set their faces to go into Egypt to sojourn there. They shall die by the sword, by the famine, by pestilence, and none of them shall remain or escape from the evil that I will bring upon them. And thus the Lord uh, for thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, as mine anger and my fury have been poured forth upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem, 
So shall my fury be poured forth upon you when you shall enter into Egypt, and ye shall be an execration, an astonishment, and a curse, and a reproach, and ye shall see this place no more. And in verse 19, The Lord has said concerning you, O ye remnant of Judah, Go ye not into Egypt. Know certainly that I have admonished you this day. Amen. Now, God called his son out of Egypt. Hosea 11, verse 1. Hosea 11, verse 1. When Israel was a child, then I loved him and called my son out of Egypt. Israel is God's corporate son. Jesus Christ is the only begotten son. Alright, now uh, look at um, Matthew chapter 2, verse 15. And was there unto the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. So Matthew 2.15 is where that prophecy in Hosea 11.1 1 was fulfilled. Alright, now Egypt is placed in the same category as Sodom. Revelation 11 verse 8. Revelation 11, verse 8. And their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. Now, also, the first time Alexandria is mentioned in the Bible, it is associated with unbelievers, persecutions, and the eventual death. Of Stephen. Acts 6 verse 9. And Acts 7 verses 54. To 60. Alright. So. Um, I will. I will go ahead. And, uh, and I will. Uh, stop. Right there. Uh, for now. And then uh, I will continue this on the next Bible study alright so uh, I pray that uh, this this message this teaching uh, is a blessing to you um, I pray that that um, this helps you helps you to grow helps you to uh, rightly divide the word of truth. Uh, please continue to uh, pray for for me and uh, my family. 
for the ministry that he has entrusted us with. Until next time, God bless you.